The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to Coffee and Cinema, part of the Secrets of Movies and TV Shows podcast. I'm Dom Bettinelli. And I'm Father Chip Hines. We've just come out of the theater where we saw the new movie, the Oscar-nominated movie, 1917. Indeed. And we're now uh, sitting in Father Chip's car. As we are wont to do. As we now do, as this is now the quietest place where you can record a <laughs> podcast around here. And uh, we just got our coffee at Cafe Nero. I'm you did? I'm drinking a nice... Uh, uh, brewed coffee. I have a latte. A latte. That's very nice. Very nice. Uh, which is not just milk. It's actually it's an American latte. Right. American it, latte. You know, we all know in Italy, if you ask for a latte, they're going to give you right. a canteen full of warm milk. cow milk. Yes. <laughs> That's a movie reference. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to discuss our first, our spoiler-free impressions of the movie, and then we'll have a spoiled discussion after we give you a nice, a clear warning for those of you who haven't yet seen it and would like to preserve the uh, surprises. So, Father Chip, uh, 1917, it's a World War One movie. Uh, it takes place on April 6th, 1917. You know, I was going to look it up. It's a Friday, April 6th, 1917. And I was wondering... Is, is it? That's what they said, right? Oh, that's right. He said it was a Friday. And he said it was a Friday. We had a bet. What day is it? Yes. And I was wondering if that was Good Friday in 1917. Oh, I don't know. And I was because that would it could be it could be. I I mean, maybe I should look it up while we're while we're sitting here. Well, if you really want to do that, not really. I'll look it up later. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Should the show notes, or you know, ask your Alexa when when we're done (laughs) recording. So. uh, it was April 6th, 1917, which could have been a good Friday, which I think would have been an appropriate yeah. uh, day for that. Bec- well, they were doing that singing, that church singing. There was a hymn at the yeah. end, uh, and I'd love to find out what it is. And again, mm. again we, we, this is the nature of this podcast where we don't have time to prepare. And right. This is our first impressions fresh it's out of the theater. First impression podcast. And maybe we'll, we can some perhaps come back and do a one of our regular podcasts. But we're, we're doing this now. Right. Uh, and so uh, it takes place in the course of one, essentially one 24-hour period, right. one day. And uh, it follows, the, the basic plot is, is these two soldiers are tasked by the commanding officer. A general. A general to cross through no man's land, through the battlefield, to this other unit to stop them before they launch uh, an offensive the next morning, uh, which is doomed because it's a trap. It's a trap. So... Uh, it's a trap. Hugh <laughs> Admiral Ackbar. That's right. It's a trap. I was waiting for him to show up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, again, we, I mentioned at the top, it's Oscar nominated. It is, it is, and it should be. It's it's, it's, a, it's one of those movies where you're, you know, there's very few movies where you sit after the movie and you think to yourself that that was powerful and, yes. you know. The, the, you have so much emotion. Yeah, I did at, I, at the end of the movie. Of I didn't want to get up yet. I wanted exactly. to think about it. Process. Exactly. And I think... I think tonight I'll be processing it yeah. even further because it was it was one of those movies that shows the the true cost of war and yes. I think you know there there needs to be more of those kinds of movies. I mean, Rambo's not real, um, right? This was very realistic, and you know I just thought you know well done. Uh, Sam Mendes is the director. Yes. He, you know, Sir Sam Mendes. Sir Sam Mendes. By the way. Who dedicated it to, I guess, his grandfather. I think it was his grandfather. Who yeah. told him the stories of war. World War I, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, I mean, 
Sam Mendes is one of my favorite directors. He's directed some really good movies. And uh, so I, I was excited when I heard that he was the director of this movie and we were going to go see it. Because I, I just, you know, this movie, can we talk about the production? Yes. Okay. So this movie is filmed in just basically a one shot. It's one shot. Now, I could see where they probably cut yeah. uh, scenes, but it's shot as if it were one, one continuous, continuous shot. shot. It's amazing. It's And, and thus, it's almost real time. There is a, a, a cut in time, a, a jump in time at one point. Um, but well, he, yes, because... Yeah, we Someone, don't want to, I don't yeah. want to ruin it, but something happens. Something happens and there's and a there jump is a jump in time. Right, yeah. a necessary jump in time. And but but the rest of it it's a, it is a real time. Right. And you're in the moment and that's yeah. part of the part of what makes this movie so well, you're great. On the, you're on the edge of your seat. Like yes. you know, it's very what what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 uh it's one of those, um, like, you know, like the first series of uh, 24 where yes. you were like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? The events take place in, in, in real in time, time between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Exactly. <laughs> and and so it was like that. It was like that sense of impending something's going to happen. Right. And, you know. And, I, and even in 24, it would jump between places. Yes. This, this, this doesn't. doesn't leave the characters. Right. Uh, and they, they're on screen the entire yeah, time. They are. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the, a lot of uh, famous cameos. Oh yeah, in this movie. So we start with Colin Firth. Yes, and then we have uh, Andrew Scott. Yep, and then um, I don't know if every, everybody knows Mark Strong. Mark Strong, he's he, in it. He's in everything. I mean, you've seen him in yeah. so much. Uh, there's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. Uh, uh, there's Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, there was a lot of those the, little cameos. Yeah, and then there were there were others. I'm sure those are ones I think off the top of my head. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think the production value's awesome. I mean, yes. they, they should win. They're up so- for Oscar for Best Production right. Design. Which they should win something in that. The sets were incredible. Unbelievable. The trenches, the the, the torn up battlefield. Right. right. Um, the, and they're up for uh, director and Oscar. buildings. Oh, and the, yeah. You know. There's a town that's blown apart. Yeah. And, I mean, just... And the light, yeah, the lights from the fire, and, and the flares, and the flares, the parachute and, flares, yeah, 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 it was unbelievable. So, ju- I mean, just from the stand, the technical standpoint, yeah, well the, done. The visual effects uh, that you've seen in the trailer and in the com- TV commercial, the the airplane crashing, yes. coming at them. That is that was an amazing crazy. effect. That was yeah. incredible. Um, that had to be a real plane, don't you think? Like it's like they were like as if it, instead of transitioning from a CGI to a physical prop. Well, I, w- I wonder if it was a physical, like crash. Like, did they crash it on purpose, like a real plane? I don't know. That seems. I know. I got to see how they did that. I know. I well, like I said to yeah. you, when the movie when the movie was going on, I I leaned over to Dom and I said, I want to see them the the wake the making of documentary I'm this getting, movie. I'm getting the Blu-ray because <laughs> yeah, I want to see how they did all this. Yeah. I've seen some of it. I saw a video online that showed some of what they did yeah. and how they like at times they would they had the camera on a crane and it would lower down and then they would they would transition it smoothly to a dolly. Okay. And then run it along and then a guy would pick it up and carry it. You know, wow. just like this, these incredible shots. Just there must because there were scenes where they're running through the trenches and they have to duck under stuff. Yes, and that had to be a guy with a steady cam, right? And then they would transition it to a crane, right? I mean, just or he'd step onto a platform and the crane would lift right. him up. Uh, there's a shot where someone jumps off of a bridge into water, yeah, and the and the camera follows him oh, into the water. Unbelievable and very interesting use of both like very 
close shots yeah. uh, at times. And where, far away. And, right, right. And it's sort of uh, so close as to be almost creepy because you're like, what's just outside of frame? Right. And then then very far shots where you where you just get the scope of the battlefield. Right. And they could really only stay on one character at a time. Did you notice that? Yes. And I really, that was, I mean, that's real life. And right. So it's it's like... Okay, we're walking through these houses. You're outside. I'm inside. The camera's with me. I can't see you. You can't see me. You know, it's like... And then you, that's you see life. him outside the window. Right. Yeah. Uh, they did some really cool tricks on how to how to change up the shot. So at one point, they're following him to a trench. And you don't want to see the back of their head the whole time. Right. So they have this part where the trench kind of widens and there's a crowd. So they have to kind of slowly make their way through the crowd to the right. And the camera goes straight through. Right. And spins around. And yeah. now it's... I mean, some really cool camera, camera work. work there. Unbelievable. That... The cinema photography is going to be... I, yes. If he doesn't win an Oscar, he should. I mean, it, it's... the I love those shots where he does, like, a circle shot. Right. You know, you're... <laughs> and you don't see anybody in the crew. Like, you're like... Right. You, it, the camera circles around him, and there's no crew. Right. right. You know? Right. They're hiding behind the the, the, the hill or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. When we get to the spoil part, I there's a shot, a, a real shot that I want to talk about. Cause okay. Because it's pretty... I was blown away almost literally by that right. <laughs> shot and I just it's amazing how they were able to uh do that but okay before we get to let's talk a little yeah. bit about the uh, this as a war movie mm. um it is brutal yeah. in the sense um the dead bodies and the right there's, dead there's death and injury and gore yeah. uh the battlefield is torn up i mean this really brings on the brutality of war especially uh, that war especially of that war and it, it, one of the things that makes it interesting because it has to be uh, you know world war 1 because Today you would pick up the radio and you say call off the attack. You right, know, exactly. You know, in 1917, they they couldn't. Well, the get phone lines were cut. They had phone lines and those right, those were yeah. cut. So communication was more difficult. Um, but you get the sense of the brutality. This was the first mechanized war, the first war with machine guns yeah. and, and tanks. The f- very first, you know, tanks, yeah. uh, which we saw one of yes. you know destroyed. Uh, that was we saw a lot of tanks. Uh, yeah. And and so you get the sense of that. And but also it's it's a. It's a literally ground level view of the war, right. like one man's view of the war. Right. Why are we fighting? We we don't. In fact, at one point, someone says, "You know, why are we? This isn't even our country. country. Why are we fighting why here? Are we here? Right? Yeah. I mean, there there are, there are reasons. Well, yeah. It's a good, for, if I'm the guy stuck on the battlefield, I might say the same thing. But you know, that's that's the job of the yeah. commander in chief. It's a that, geopolitical whatever. issue. World right, because if you don't fight there, that you're going to end up fighting in your own backyard, exactly. perhaps. But, perhaps, which is we find out in World War II. Exactly, uh, but it's 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 a it's a way of showing. Everybody should see it because a to appreciate. Not, I don't say everybody should see because for some people it's too disturbing. And young children, right? See it. No, definitely not. Um, but I, I think like people should 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 know these sources. This is why we have war movies. Let's put it that right. way. Why do we Why do we have war movies? Why do we even extol them? And this is one of the bet- better war movies right. I've ever seen. It doesn't glorify war. No. There is no glory in this war. No. But neither does it denigrate the sacrifice right. of the, those who both gave their lives and who came home. That's a great point, Dom, because a lot of times when there's these sort of anti-war movies, that, that, right. that happens. And um, th- this movie, like even the guy, you know, one of the main characters, he won a, a medal. Right. And all through the movie, the first, at least the first half of the movie... The other guy is saying, "Why? Why don't you wear your medal? What happened to your medal?" And right. He's going we don't on want to give too much away, but yeah, no, I know, I yeah. know. But it's still, it was like, it was one of these things. Like, okay, he won a medal. 
And he clearly doesn't care. Right. It's it's not the operative thing for him. The, it, a lot of like more modern war movies, the soldiers are cynical. They're right. just in it for themselves. It's they're true. they're they, this is not this is not cynical. No, it's not. It, it's the, clear-eyed. The, it is, and I think that the, there was a genuine um, camaraderie. Yes. Um, uh, not just between the two main leads, but um, just in general, just in general throughout the movie. And my, there's a lot of honor among yeah. them. And I think the one character. And I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but we talked about Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. That one character was probably the only character who kind of saw, like, an opportunity for glory. Right. I Although, yeah. The, well, uh, let's think? save that for, for the spoiler, but I have my response. But, yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I mean, we're, we're kind of warned early on right. that that might be the case. Right. In, for I him. don't think that's a big spoiler. No. Well, we didn't say who he was right. in the movie and, either. And we know where they're going. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Uh, so, um, I think... Everyone who has someone who may go into combat someday, right. you know, a, a, a child who's thinking of enlisting. Uh, right. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. You should see this because it will dissuade you. I think you should see this to understand. Yeah. Uh, I think anyone who I think certainly presidents and senators and yeah, gov- anybody gov- in the government, anybody who has a political authority, anybody who sends men into combat or women these days to, into combat should, of course, see this. Yes. And understand. The cost, right? Not to say that the, that sometimes that cost is not necessary to be paid. That sometimes that price must be paid World for for right for a reason. But you still have to be clear about the cost, right? And I mentioned to you as after we came out today happens to as we record this happens to be the 30th anniversary of Desert Desert Storm. That's unbelievable. When to me. when we in, invaded uh, Kuwait and then Iraq. After Saddam Hussein's aggression against Kuwait, right, and which is it was the last great tank battle. Yeah, of, yeah, you of, know you're right. Yeah, of the of the of you know yeah until, until the next one, but yeah. the, but it's the last great tank war. And yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was essentially a mop up. I mean, it was relatively. It wasn't yeah, it certainly it wasn't. wasn't World War One. It was no. the opposite, and, and it yet was over quick. Right, and yet. It was still brutal war, and anyone who fought in that mm-hmm. will tell you that. Right. Uh, and certainly the Iraqis who fought on the other side, they, they had a much different experience. They were a much different experience. Right. They'd tell you how bad it was, yeah. And I remember an interview between uh, President George H.W. Bush and uh, what was the, the, the famous PBS— uh, uh, Bill Moyers? No, David— Oh, uh, uh, what is his name? Anyway, he was interviewed yeah. after he was out of the off, out of office, and years later, and he talked about what it was like to know that he was sending young men into combat, and that that some would die, and he yeah. and he actually he he teared up, he he got very emotional, and to his and I said that's to his credit, right? He did not take it lightly what no. his duty was. No, because he had been a young. Man sent in, into combat, right? Who shot down, who shot down, and, right? And and survived and 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 made it home, and you know, and so, had many friends who didn't. Exactly, and right. ended up being, you know, a very. I mean, I would say one of the last great men, um, because when you think about it, you know, he was not just he was a soldier in World War II, but then you know he was a businessman. He worked. And, but, he, and was, then he was a senator. Well, he was the a, head uh, of the CIA. He was in the House. Was yeah. he, no, he's no. He was a rep. He was yeah, a rep. he was a rep. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he was the head of the CIA. Yeah. He was vice president of the United States. He was president of the United States. Right. I, I mean, a, an accomplished man. Probably, yes. I hate to say it, one of the most accomplished people to ever hold the presidential well, office. Certainly, the most accomplished 
since. N- none of the men who have followed him, for for better or for worse. None of the candidates have either. Yeah, have have ever. When I think he gets a raw deal, frankly, uh, mm-hmm. in, in in recognition, lack of recognition. His his the biography uh, written. I forget who wrote it now off the top of my head, but the biography of him is amazing and oh, it's worth reading. To check it out. Um, but this movie, one of the things I liked about it was that ground level. Um, Experience, yes. Very l- limited times that they kind of raised the camera up to a level that was above them, where you could see, where you could see stuff. Yeah, they did it a few times, but it wasn't the whole movie. The whole movie was more or less their point of view. This was a one and two men, two a couple guys, their right. own experience of the war. Right. And uh, I have to point out, this is um, our second war movie that we've seen recently. It just really? happened to be that we saw Midway. Oh, that's right. And then we see this one. It's, I don't think we're, we're... It's not like we're consciously choosing that. It just no. happens to be what's in the theaters and what right. we are interested in seeing that's in the theaters. Um, I mean, this movie's gotten a lot of buzz. It's it's <laughs> it's, all, it's nominated movie. Best Picture. Yeah. It won the Golden Globe for Best Picture. I mean, I don't put a lot of stock into, into awards. awards. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is, but still, it, it it means, is recognition. It means yeah. something. Right. This isn't just, you know, random, right. you know, violent movie. Right. Uh, so I think at this point, <clears throat> we should transition to our spoiled discussion. That all right. Let us to, to say... A little bit more about that. So, if you uh, want to be preserved from any spoilers before you see this movie, uh, you have now. I'm going to count down from five, and then we'll be talking spoiled. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Spoil time. Spoil time. So we'll presume that you either don't care or that you've seen, seen the, movie the movie and want to hear us talk about right. the the spoiler stuff. So at one point, so there's the two soldiers, Blake and Schofield, who right. are sent, and Blake. It's is, his brother. It's his brother that he's going. So it's, the stakes are high. The stakes is not just we need to save two battalions of men. Right. The stakes are I need to save my brother, too. Right. And you get the feeling that Blake, uh, Corporal Blake, was chosen precisely because, of because he would be motivated to get there. Exactly. Uh, other guys might say, forget this. I'm not Right. <laughs> I'm not going to go. Exactly. But he would lay, like, no greater love has a man than he would lay down his life for his friends or his brother. Right. And, and that's and that's precisely what happens is he lays down his life. Yeah. I mean, it was, it took me by surprise. Yes. Uh, I thought he would be the guy that finished the movie, um, but his, his uh, pal, Schofield, Schofield, Schofield yeah. was the one who survived, and he almost died. Uh, Blake saved him right. from that cave-in from the rat who caused a uh, <laughs> the rat who tripped the tripwire, tripped the tripwire in the tunnel <laughs> and blew up the tunnels that they were like they were trying to get through to the other yeah, side. The Germans had uh, abandoned the trenches and right. were and had left booby traps. And this rat. Sets off the the bomb and because the rat is so huge. The rat was big. I've seen rats like that in Boston. I have too. I have too. Actually, <laughs> we, we've got big especially rats. during the big dig. Exactly. Um, but th- then he like Blake has to dig Schofield out of this debris and then lead him blind, blind. through the tunnels right. and over a a, a sh- mine shaft. Right. Uh, that he had to jump yeah. over a mine shaft blind, blind, trusting in his friend. Right, a- amazing, amazing um, part of the movie. And then, uh, and then they're trying to do a nice thing. The, so the plane that gets shot down is a German plane. Plane, yep. It's on fire. They pull the guy out of the fire. fire. Now Schofield says, "Just shoot him and put him out of his misery," because right. the guy was on fire. Right. But yeah, Blake, burns. right? Yeah. But Blake's like, no, we, we're going to save him. Go yeah. get some water for him. Yeah. And it's because he went to because Schofield went to get the water. Yep. That Blake is the one who died instead of Schofield. Right. The German soldier killed him. Yeah. He pulled out Blake's uh, 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 bayonet. Um, bayonet and stabbed him. Yeah. That was surprising. 
it was. It was. It, it was. It was shocking. It was shocking. I was. I mean, it really took me by surprise. I couldn't believe that that was how that guy's character was going to end. And you know, but it did make it. Um, it did make it kind of more poignant that the guy, Schofield, whose brother is not involved in any of right. this, is the one who busts his butt to get right. to the. It makes it more poignant that it does. He, he he's he doesn't have a stake in this except for the promise he made to Blake. Right. The, the, the promise he made to a dying man. Right. He's a man of honor. And we don't really know much about Schofield. Don't know much about any until of them, the really. very end when he's at the very end of the movie when he sits down against the tree and pulls out the photos of. Was it his mom, his wife? Yeah, it was hard think, to tell. Yeah. But on the back was written, come home to us. Right. You know, it, it just wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so Blake, like, dies in his arms, literally dies right. in his arms. And much to our surprise, a, a, a battalion or something. Yeah, a company, of, a company or a platoon company, of, yeah. soul, of British soldiers yeah. show up uh, at, at that moment. Right. Uh, with, you know, just too late. And uh, they help him. Yeah. They help Schofield. Schofield. Uh, uh, part part of the way, yeah. Uh, Mark Strong was really good in that that, that role. He was excellent, really good. Um, Andrew I, Scott I like was him. really awesome as that lieutenant who yeah, like yeah. who was so jaded and bitter and right. and, and shell shocked almost. Right. right. Uh, I think Mark Strong. I, I there's something about him when whatever movie or TV show he's in, I always like get the sense that he is who he's supposed to be playing. You know, yes. like he's he plays a role, not himself. Yeah, in a role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's a really amazing. He's really good actor. I don't think he gets the 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 right. the, the. He's clearly a, that he should a character actor. Yeah. Oh he, yeah, because he's bald and yeah. You know, well, whatnot. did we? He was in Shazam, right? Wasn't he the bad guy in Shazam? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. So that's yeah. We saw him yeah. in Shazam. He was in Shazam, and he's been in um, those uh, those movies with the. The night, the night, something or other. The oh, the it's like the, they're secret agents, but they're not MI. Oh, they're, the the one with Colin Firth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The I forget the name of it. Yeah, I only saw the first one and yeah. was turned off by it. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, the the gentleman's in there. Yeah, he's in a bunch. He's got a TV show. He had a TV show. I don't know if he still does. Yeah. But uh, good, good actor. Yeah. Um, it was a really good cast. Yes. Some of them were people that I had never seen before. Right, and. Maybe just good English actors. There was a, I, I recognize some faces probably from things like Game of Thrones and Doctor Who, yeah, other yeah, British yeah. TV I've watched. Right, right. Um, Richard Madden, who was played um, one of the Stark brothers in uh, in Game of Thrones, right. was Blake's brother that they were going to save, yep. which was really a cool that scene was a at the great end. Scene, man, that just that. I was starting to cry. The emotion. So I mean, it, there was allergies in the air. Yes, yes. It was dust in the theater. Uh, it was very dusty, dusty in there. And but they understated the British emotion. You know that British right. reserve. Yep. That it was still you could it, it it heightens the emotion. Yeah. You know, and you could see that switch. Like, oh, my brother's here. Where is he? Yeah. And he, you can see his face change, change in that moment as he as the realization comes. Yeah. And uh, and he could, and he you know again. The, such a deft touch by the writing, or the writing and directing. He could have, they could have made him oh angry and bitter, yeah, and yeah. why did you leave him? Right. But he, you know, his he he cares for Schofield. It's like thank you. You know, he doesn't even say thank you necessarily. It's like, you know, you look exhausted. Well, head over to the mess tent, get something to eat. Right. You know, and and you know, I think he does say actually thank thank he you. Does. He does. He does. They shake hands. They shake hands. And, yeah. You know, there's that. It's it's of a different time. It's, it is. It's a different like there's this honor it's among almost them. like a better time. Yes. Yeah. Better men in, in some they ways. They were better men. Yep. The men of honor. I mean, you don't see a lot of men of 
honor anymore. It's sad. It's yeah. You know, uh, they exist. They just don't they show do. them on TV and movies. Right. You know, exactly. it's not the same way as, as often. Exactly. And it was it was. Uh, I I really like the way they presented the men uh, that that were there. You know, and gosh, that scene of him running um, down the trench. Through the yeah. through the first wave as it's as it's assault you know running the assault and Great as the shot. stuff going off over them and running into guys and I mean just incredible and then when he realizes he's not going to make the last gasp running through the trench and he you can see the look on his face like oh, yeah sugar I got to go up and yes yes going up know, and over the hill up and over the hill and running sideways while the other guys are running toward the enemy right, he gets you know? knocked down a bunch of times yeah. There's a lot of collisions, and I mean, he and he just, you know, he gets there, and uh, he's got the letter, and you know, you know, the commanding officer is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, and he doesn't want to listen to him. And again, they did such a deft touch because they don't make him into the, to the, the who's the, the Colonel Kurtz from uh, yeah. Apocalypse Now. Right, he's right. not the crazed, no. war-hungry glory hound either. Right, but he's also, but he's he's. He's realistic, but he's also tired, you know? Yeah. They tell me to stop today. Next week, they'll tell me tell to go. Me to go. Right. You know, I'm just, you know, just make up your mind and just get it over with right. is really his, his attitude. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. And I think he, I think he realizes that, you know, we need, if we're going to win this war, we got to do X, Y, Z. Right. And they keep on holding us back. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, one, a couple of things I want to mention. They, at one point, they walked through the cherry orchard. That, the yeah. trees have been cut down. And yeah. it's like, do you think that it'll ever grow back? And he's like, what, you know, do you think it, oh, it, this is, you know, done? And he's like, no, it'll grow back. It just needs, it needs time to drop the stones and to grow again. And it's sort of, I mean, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a bit obvious maybe yeah. to some people, but, you know, it's that idea of, you know, the, the best the most beautiful, the you know, the the, the the most fruitful of us cut down in their prime. Right. But they they the 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 blood of patriots fertilizes the 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 the, the ground of freedom. I right. think who's yeah. was that Ben Franklin somebody yeah. or I mean that's that's yeah. true. And and I think it, it also uh, I think gives us a sense of um, you know why men do it. You know, that right. it's, it's like, okay, you know, we have to do this. It's not great, um, but we'll do it, and we and we go forward. And and the resilience of the of the of the of people of the of the earth. You yes. know, I mean, you know, I mean, you go to France now, and you might see some of the scars that are preserved right. in sort of like museum area. Parks. And some of the land is still pocked. Right. And. Uh, you, but you walk across it, you just like, why is it so kind of weirdly hilly here? Yeah, exactly. And if you, you realize, oh, these are craters right. that are filled in. Right. But but it grows back. It's green right. now. And there's grass. There. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, speaking of you know the men going to battle, the, that scene where he hides in the basement of the oh, in the French yeah. village and he encounters the, the yeah, French yeah, girl yeah, yeah. and the baby. Oh. And she's caring for this baby. She doesn't know the baby's name because it's it's, it's an orphan. Yeah, it's not her baby. Yeah. And uh, and she. In that moment, there's a moment of respite from war and right. this this spark of hope and life. Yeah. This baby represents a lo- you know new life, the hope of life, and uh, there's a, a tenderness there between him and the baby and and her and her. There's no there's no hint no of love. any of, of any yeah of any romantic no notion. Romantic stuff. It's, but it's a human, human con- a human connection. Exactly. Yeah, it was really well done, really it well was. handled. It was, and I thought. That um, you know, she had the. She was like, "Please stay. You stay with us." Right. You know? She wanted him to stay, not just for his sake, because he was for injured, her sake, but for her sake. sake. Yeah. yeah. 
because he could protect them. Because there were Germans all over the place. They were. I, I was like, how was she going to... And she had a fire going and, right. and all this other stuff. I'm like, what is she? how was she going to make it? Right. You know? Um, that was one of the few unanswered questions that, you know... I had from the movie was like, oh my gosh, what is that woman and the baby going to do? Right. And I don't even think she says her name, does she? No, we yeah. never get her name. We never get her name. We don't get the name of the baby. We, it's just like these unknown people. and They pass through their, his life. Right. You know, and, and he passes through theirs. Yeah. And he he did have the milk in his canteen. Right. He happened to fill his canteen. Of, so, so the cow at the farm where his buddy died. Yeah. Someone had just milked that cow. Right. Exactly. And so he had gotten the milk. There and right. talk about miraculous. I mean, yeah. the, these miraculous moments, and that's the only way he could have got through. Was I mean, a guardian angel? Yeah. Him. I mean, you see the hand of God in some ways, especially the shots that get fired at him. And I mean, yes. there's that scene where he does get. You think he's shot, right? And but he cracks his head, and and that's where the time jump is. Yes, and uh, you know, so you know, he's out for a long time because it was daytime when he got knocked. It's out. nearly morning. Yeah. when he wakes up. Right. So it was. Uh, it was quite a thing, and I, uh, you know, I just, it went black, and I was like, okay, I guess that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, well, that's a bummer of a, a bummer uh, ending. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, but uh, it was, it this, it's just a well done movie, well acted, well produced, right. well directed, well written. It was just a really good movie. Was there something you want to mention in the spoiled section, some from the direction, from the cinematography? Oh, there's a scene where uh, Schofield, it's 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 just. Before he meets the French girl, yeah, and you can see a guy on the building across this square where the church is on fire. Yeah, where the, where the church is on fire, and you can see there's that that uh, what you call it, fountain. fountain. Yeah, and across the square, up against the building, is the guy that starts chasing Scope. Right, standing next to the building. Right. Yeah, and he's so far away in the shot that you can almost miss him. Yeah. Until he starts running towards Schofield. I saw him standing there next to the church and then starts walking toward him. Right. And there's this moment of, oh, hey, like, uh, you're one of us, you right. know, for both of them. Right. And there's a confusion. And then they realize. And right. then he shoots at him. Right. Nearly point blank and right. misses. Right. Which is actually somewhat accurate. In the heat of battle, it's Storm hard to hit something. Stormtrooper shooting. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, shooting in the heat of battle can yeah. be pretty inaccurate. But it, exactly. The, the, it's the and those rifles of, were not... Advanced, right, right. Yeah. But there's a sense of of you know the confusion, the fog of war. That yeah. that like I always tell this story, and I know that it's just paintball, but it kind of illustrates a little bit of of, of that confusion that can happen. I was I remember years ago I was playing paintball with my buddies, and we were like, okay, we're gonna go lay an ambush on this trail, and we, that's that it, you know the direction that they'll be coming from uh, from their base, and we're all lying along the trail, and as we're, you know quietly, and as we're laying there. The bad guys, our enemy, come up mm-hmm. from behind us Uh-oh. down the trail. Uh oh! We got turned around. We had yeah. no idea. Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow, that's how you know how confusing it can be. Right. And then another time, we're crawling through the the, the, the uh, grass, and we're sneaking up on them, and. Out of nowhere, paintball comes and hits me right, like, below the throat, like, right wow. in the chest. And I'm like, if this were real... You'd be dead. I'd be dead. I wouldn't even seen it coming. Nope. I'd just be dead. Just be dead. Uh, and it's like, that, see, that sort of illustrates that. How, yeah. Like, for me, it was, it was actually a bit 
disconcerting. I bet. Because uh, <laughs> as I as I you know because again it's just paintball it's just a game. Right. But transferring that to what if. Right. And right. that's the same sort of like sense that they were able to kind of convey in this movie. Yeah. How like fog of war the confusion the you, so there's the confusion and yet a coherent story in the midst of it. and that's the artistry yes. of this of the movie and of the movie making. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I think uh, one last thing I'd like to mention before we end up yep. is. Uh, you know, Dom, uh, in this movie theater, we were the two youngest people. <laughs> we were. It was astonishing. The, the, yeah. the movie theater was full. We were at a matinee. A, a, a 110 movie in yeah. the middle of the week. Um, and the movie theater was full of elderly folks, senior citizens. Senior citizens. Uh, which, uh, you know, who are probably here to appreciate something that's... That their not, grandfathers probably told them about. Right. They're, yeah, fathers, grandfathers. Yeah, yeah. sort of of the age. Like, my dad's... my. My dad's father would have been of that age if he'd been, sure. you know, living over there at that time. Yeah, no, it was unbelievable uh, to see the number of elderly folks, senior yeah. citizen folks that were there, and uh, and just realize that wow, these are these people have heard stories about this, and then now they're coming to see this movie. Right. Cause, and I, I would love to be a fly in the wall and hear their conversation about what they thought about it, because I bet you they have a different perspective. And right, um, if they're at all near my dad's age, I mean, these are people who lived through as children through World, World War Two, yeah, and and remember the war and right. the and the and the men coming back from the war and right. And that war, so uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's it, they have a they would have an interesting perspective yeah. on on this. I think they would. Movie. It would have been you know like be fly on the wall for some of the conversations. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's uh, wrap things up here. And uh, indeed, before we go, I do want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create coffee and cinema. Thank you. And today we we want to thank uh, Thistledown John, uh, Michael F, Justin D, Michael P, and John T. Through their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give, they make it possible for us to continue Coffee and Cinema and all the shows at SQPN. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to subscribe to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or on the SQPN YouTube channel, where you should make sure to hit the bell to get notifications of new episodes. Oh, you want to hit that bell. As they all say, hit the bell. And please share the podcast with your friends. Uh, let others know about it if you enjoy what you hear. So that's it from us. What did you think of 1917? If you've had a chance to see it, let us know by visiting sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page and leave us some feedback or send an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Father Chip Hines, thank you for joining me for Coffee and Cinema. Thank you, Dom. And uh, once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. I'm Father Chip Hines. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest.